Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I always get a kick out of the, uh, the story of Jonah walking through Nineveh and the conversion of the Ninevites, especially the cows who convert. That's some powerful preaching. The cows beating their chest. Moo, right? Just cracks me up. All right. So Jesus in this gospel, there is something greater than Solomon, he says here. There's something greater than Jonah here. Other points in the gospel, Luke, he'll say there's something greater than the temple here which is the understatement of all time, right? You can hear the people in the crowd, though, this sort of nervousness, confusion coming upon them, being, thinking like, really? Really? I mean, Solomon was pretty extraordinary, man. Like, he built this incredible temple. It was so massive and beautiful and ornate. It took decades to build, filled with materials from all around the, you know, the kingdom. It was so incredible, You're better than Solomon? The man filled with the greatest amount of wisdom? Or Jonah, one of the greatest of prophets who went into this massive pagan city, Nineveh? No one would have predicted the conversion of the Ninevites. And Jonah, at his preaching, all of them convert, right? There's something greater. You think you're greater than Solomon? You think you're greater than Jonah? Like, what are you doing? You can hear them almost saying, what can you do, Jesus? And I almost hear, I hear Jesus responding, what can I do? What can I do? Just pause for a second there. Have you ever asked Jesus that question? You know, here we are. We come to Mass every day. We pray. We pray our rosaries. We do adoration. We have this investment in our spiritual life. Have you ever stepped back and asked, like, what am I getting out of this? Because I don't seem to maybe necessarily have power, control over the things that really stink in my life or that I'd like to make different, right? What am I getting out of this? What does this gain me? It certainly doesn't seem to be as flashy as Solomon or as powerful or efficacious as Jonah's preaching. Again, Jesus, what can I do? Here's what I do. I bring you love and rest and purpose and hope and healing. I bring you security and adventure and tears. I bring you the banquet I bring you the stars. I bring you the depth of the ocean. I bring you home, is what he says. It's not about what he can do. It's about what he is, who he is. It's not about the signs he performs. It's about who he is. Because he's not a genie, right? And we're not Aladdin, just suddenly like, all right, here's my three wishes, Jesus, right? That's not how this works. He is the enfleshing of that super abundant, life-giving, good, good father that I preached about yesterday. He is that God made flesh. He is the heart of the father made flesh. And so the greatest thing that he does is he comes. Is that, he's, that he's shown up. That he's within our grasp. That he's put himself within our reach. He becomes available and knowable. And if we can put it this way, he becomes friendable. He's the kind of God who says, you can know me. And I want to know you. There's something greater than Jonah here because, and there's something greater than Solomon here because just to be with him is the gift. That's the end, right? 
Jonah was great because he could do something. Solomon was great because he did something. Jesus is great because of what and who he is. Just to be with him. And one of the most sacred moments for us in the Mass as Catholics is that time of silence right after communion. And I'm over here doing the dishes. Right? When you just get to be. When you just get to be. And in that moment, you're just with him. Right? He's not asking you to do anything. He's not asking you to go anywhere. He's not putting, to, he's not putting the finishing touches on a to-do list that he's going to hand you. Like, he relishes just to be with you. He relishes in dwelling in you. The tabernacle that he most desires is not that one, but this one is you. I want to share with you one of my favorite prayers, uh, a post-communion, after-communion prayer written by Padre Pio. I know a lot of you are are fans of Padre Pio. This is Padre Pio's um, prayer for after communion, and it speaks to this whole beautiful, amazing gift that we just get to be with Jesus, that he stays with us. Stay with me, Lord, for it is necessary to have you present so that I do not forget you. You know how easily I abandon you, so stay with me, Lord, because I am weak and I need your strength, that I may not fall so often. Stay with me, Lord, for you are my life, and without you I am without fervor. Stay with me, Lord, for you are my light, and without you I am in darkness. Stay with me, Lord, to show me your will. Stay with me, Lord, so that I hear your voice and follow you. Stay with me, Lord, for I desire to love you very much and always be in your company. Stay with me, Lord, if you wish me to be faithful to you. Stay with me, Lord, for as poor as my soul is, I want it to be a place of consolation for you, a nest of love. Stay with me, Lord Jesus, for it is getting late and the day is coming to a close and life passes. Death, judgment, eternity approaches. It is necessary to renew my strength, my strength so that I will not stop along the way and for that I need you. It is getting late and death approaches. I fear the darkness, the temptations, the dryness, the cross, the sorrows. Oh, how I need you, my Jesus, in this night of exile. Stay with me tonight, Jesus, in life with all its dangers. I need you. Let me recognize you as your disciples did at the breaking of the bread so that the Eucharistic communion be the light which disperses the darkness, the force which sustains me, the unique joy of my heart. Stay with me, Lord, because at the hour of my death, I want to remain united to you, if not by communion, at least by grace and love. Stay with me, Jesus. I do not ask for divine consolation because I do not merit it, but the gift of your presence. Oh, yes, I ask this of you. Stay with me, Lord, for it is you alone I look for, your love, your grace, your will, your heart, your spirit, because I love you and ask no other reward but to love you more and more. With a firm love, I will love you with all my heart while on earth and continue to love you perfectly during all eternity. Amen.